At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. Let's get down to it. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know. But no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. Exactly. And he ain't playing that great a defense. They play that Matador defense. Holy. Heidi Ho, neighbor. <laughs> you Ned Flanders now? Heidi <laughs> Ho, neighbor. Heidi Ho, neighbor. What's up, man? What's on what's on your mental today? Everything. Okay. Everything. Elab. I'm shorting it up. Just talking, you know, right now with with COVID, um, just disappearing. Just it's gone. Poof. Oh, it's it's over for you? It's poof. It's gone. It's gone. Right. Um man, it's just, you know, being at kids' activities. Um and 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 I'm just starting to, I, I think I'm starting to see myself a little bit. And uh, so, in, in what way? Well, let me say this. I apologize to Peyton Smith and uh, probably Boston Smith. Man, I was, I'm a, I am currently, because I, you know, I'm not, God, well, I'm not passing. Um, Terrible sports dads. How so? I have been one of those that you know. I yell. I used to yell and scream. 
And I think my son's going to whatever sport. So if he's playing soccer to MLS tomorrow. Okay. Basketball to NBA currently. Mm. And the NFL definitely getting drafted next week. Mm. I've seen at my son's basketball events and also my oldest son's uh, soccer events. And I was a terrible parent, man. Just like, just yelling and, you know, just making making this sport that they were participating in so unpleasurable. Mm. And it sucks to admit it. And it sucks to see myself because I've seen some of these dads. Man, I was I was watching some kids this weekend in basketball, watching some kids at some seven on seven tournaments. Bro, and you see some of these dads yelling and like just going after it over a catch. Mm. Get him! What the blankety blank? And I'm like, oh. And what was interesting is I was watching those parents. I wasn't thinking, oh, look how that dad's terrible. I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking, oh, look. I was going, hmm. That's how it was. Mm. And I can't imagine how embarrassed my kids are. How deflated they are how discouraged they are. And so it sucks. It really does. What would you tell what would you tell that parent now? Whether it was you in the past Sit or Sit the fuck down. <laughs> That's what I would really tell them. <laughs> like <laughs> And thank God nobody told me that. Yeah. Because it wouldn't have went well. But I, I I'm I'm being honest. I just, I feel bad. Mm. I really feel bad at the way I behave and how I was um, embarrassed for my wife. Mm. So it sucks. And especially as a, as an athlete, a former athlete, I've lost all credibility as an athlete because it's like, well, you, we know you're a great athlete, dad, but you're a dick as a father especially in that area. I pick my son up, take him here and there, but then, you know, or I lecture him all the time about what about hard work and all that stuff, man. It just sucks. Hmm. And so just kind of seeing that. And so I got to take a step back, but I can't go. So I'm battling between, do I say something to him to acknowledge what I've seen in myself or do I not say anything and just act differently hmm. about it? And I probably have to do both. I have to acknowledge that, and then over time, really, for him to see and trust that I am going to make those changes. So it just kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get where you're coming from. No, the, one thing, the one thing, no, 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 no. Look, can I speak for myself? Yeah, I'm yeah. just speaking <laughs> for myself. And gosh. The one thing, I, don't say you were a terrible parent. No, don't I'm say not that. Gonna, I would just, yeah. But here, you, you did some things you don't you don't like, and you you had some stuff that you wish you could take back. But brother, I'll be around you. You're not a terrible parent, so I, don't even don't I even don't I, even reinforce I, saying that. Don't say that shit no more because you're not a terrible parent. I appreciate it. it. Just is tough because how you operate on a sports field does leave. It's like when you drink a drink, yeah. right? Especially if you drink a diet drink, aspartame. It's like even though after you drink it. It still has that aftertaste, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I think 
the aftertaste of how I've conducted myself as parenting on the sports realm has we look at as as men and dads, we look at our parenting as waffles and 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 what we say, don't say, and how we act is the syrup, right? And if you don't pour enough syrup in the square of the waffle, if you just put a little bit, it won't go into the other square. And that's how we look at it as dads. We look at it as like, all right, we pour the syrup, and if you don't pour enough, it you know, not enough syrup goes in all the squares. And you're like, where are you going with this? What happens is when we parent bad in sports, it's like spaghetti. It's all mixed together. They, Our kids, our family, they don't separate it like the waffle. They don't compartmentalize it like the waffle. It's freaking spaghetti. And what do we talk about spaghetti? Spaghetti, the, the next day is always what? Better. That's how the pain is when we do it is the next day. It actually stings even worse because they replay in their mind. So it's just like it's it's everywhere. When you when you parent bad on the sports, it goes into well, he must think I, I never do anything right. Or he must and and I can see that. I'm just kind of going back in my mind. I'm like, gosh. Right. And so I I I gotta I gotta stop on the sports to be able to get out of the spaghetti to get into the waffles. Cause here's the crazy part. My boys love waffles. And so that's what I that's what I gotta do. And so right now it is mixed up with my being a good dad, driving them around. But he doesn't he doesn't get it because it's the spaghetti. It's all mixed up together. And and it and it leaves a bad taste in his mouth. And that's the important part. My breath can stink all day. But he don't want to smell it. <laughs> Right. And so it's just I, I, I got to I got to step in there. I got to work on it better. And I saw it this weekend. And what's crazy is. He balled this weekend. He played really well this weekend. And I just told him he did a good job. And I think he was concerned or worried. And I just said, man, you play well. But I think I got to do that more and more so he could believe it. He doesn't believe it right now because I'll be on him. I'll be uh, I'll be on him bad. Man, that was cool. I'm, I'm just still trying to figure out how in the hell you mix pancakes, waffles, spaghetti, and parenting in the same metaphor. You are a wordsmith, my brother. <laughs> Flex on them. Hey, appreciate Parenting it. brought to you by Ego Chef Boyardee. <laughs> and cut Chef, to it. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Steve. Who we got? Coming up on the Cut To It podcast, we've got Zach Moss, a running back for the Buffalo Bills. He was drafted in 2020 out of the University of Utah, where he's the all-time leading rusher for the school. Zach Moss on the Cut To It podcast. I'm super excited about this one. Of course you are. Yeah, That's yeah. your Utah guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't claim all my Utah guys. You don't claim them all? <laughs> Hell no. But Zach made it, though. Yeah, there's Zach some. Zach made it. There's some. I'm like, mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I don't want him on. I don't, he didn't go to Utah. Oh, man. You ain't claiming? 
bro, I'm 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 Uncle Leroy. I was gonna say you like that, you like that cousin of that uncle. We ain't claim him. That's that that's that other set of Smiths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's that side. You know his mama. Yeah, right. You know, you know them. <laughs> we gotta invite him, bro. We, we put him in and, the back. Hey, you know, you know, you know she coming over. You know she steal, hide all your stuff, get it off the dresser. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, hey, but our first segment is called Get Iced Up. Smitty, go ahead and give him the first one. All right. Depending on how you answer, we're going to have some follow-ups. And I think I got you on a few of these because you don't know they're coming. So let's <laughs> Snowboarding or skiing? Uh, I've never done neither one, but I probably would pick snowboarding, though. Yeah. Really? You never? All the times you spent up in, up in Park City? I only did... I did snowmobiling. That was the only thing that really I was able to do. But when I get back, definitely I'm gonna try to snowboard and though. Okay. Now, on my recruiting trip back in 1990, oh, in, in 1998. You, show your age, OG. Show your age, OG. <laughs> 19, <laughs> 1988. You know, they took a skiing. You were in the 80s? 19, I'm sorry, 1998. Oh, so you electric boogaloo into <laughs> <laughs> hey, 1998, on my recruiting trip to Utah from California, they took mm. me skiing. Oh, you've been hooked ever since. I've been hooked ever since. Mm. Did they take you guys skiing and stuff? They took us snowmobiling. That's how I got hooked on that. See, mm. that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't bad. My girl from Park City, so she loved to tell me about the skiing and the snowboarding, but I think I'm going to stick to the snowboarding, though. Yeah, man. I, I uh, Bro, I've been sneaking up to Utah for years to go skiing. Yeah. Yeah, like we, uh, you know, some of the games we'll go sneak up and watch the games, and mm. then right after that, go back up at Park City. Even though we was in town. Mm. All right, favorite fruit. What's your favorite fruit? Pears. Pears. I, I wouldn't expect that. Mm. Pears. Yeah. What, what? Not a bad answer though. Uh, Asian pear, regular pear. Oh gosh, he wants to got a nah, not too pair much the Asian pear. More, more like just the regular pair. I know yeah. my mom used to always like she'll go to Sam's or whatever and legit like just bring me just a bag of pear just for myself. Because yeah. I just, I just mess with uh, pears for some reason. Now, are you one of those where you have to peel it or you just eat it with the skin? Nah, you just eat it with the skin. My boy, my my son dude's doesn't like it with the skin. Oh really? Yeah, he'll eat a pear though, like like his apple. <laughs> so I do. If I got one, I'm just. Now I don't know if you can cook, but if you do a little pear, a little bit of cinnamon and sugar, and a, a cast iron skillet, a little small cast iron skillet, and some on some waffles, I'm pretty good, man. On some waffles? Yeah. That sounds like some. That sounds like some. I don't really dab too much in the kitchen, but yeah, you know, I might have to bring that to my girl one time though. <laughs> <laughs> just drop, drop that little nugget. Yeah, hey, man. this is what I heard. Yeah, this is what <laughs> See how much, so much mileage you get out of that one. <laughs> All right, would you rather skydive or swim with sharks? <laughs> Where's option C? <laughs> 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 I mean, he touched, he put his hand on his head as if he woke up and said, I'm bald. <laughs> Nobody I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with skydive. I can't swim, so put me in there already by itself without the sharks. Exactly, brother. Me, I don't mess with the slopes. I'm not a good swimmer. Like, stay away from first stuff of, you don't know. First of all, stop lying. You not 
you're not a good swimmer? I just learned. Boy, you can't <laughs> swim. I just learned. I just <laughs> learned like I just learned like four years ago. Yeah. And and yeah. how much practice have you gotten? Oh, not a lot. So, so you was, I can I can I can save my life if deemed necessary. I ain't about Olympic style swimming. Nah, okay. that's what yeah. and I don't want to. I don't okay. I don't to his point, I'm not going in the ocean with sharks. I can already answer for that. Yeah. You ain't you don't fool with the ocean, right? So I, I ain't fooling yeah. with that. And then skydiving, man. What brothers want to jump out of a plane? No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> see, folk, you see what he said? Real. It's folks that love adrenaline. I'm not doing uh-huh. either either. Mm-mm. I'm not doing either either. <laughs> right. Either or. or I, but, I don't even want to swim with a minnow, much less a shark. <laughs> I just wanted to throw it out there. I, I like asking some of these because you you sometimes you will get an answer that you didn't see coming. Yeah. Mm-mm. So favorite football, favorite sports team growing up, any, you know, it doesn't have to be football, it'd be any sport, whatever it is. Uh, I probably would say the Lakers, um, just because I was a huge uh, Kobe Bryant fan, fan um, for forever, as long as I know, like ever since I started watching sports and, you know, just something about the way he, you know, everything about Kobe just, you know, goes without saying, but I think Lakers definitely. Mm, okay, cool. I see that one coming. I didn't either. Man, I would, I would have, I would have assumed definitely one of the Florida teams. Yeah, right? like Orlando with with Dwight. Howard. Orlando been trash for a minute. I know he would probably say Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> look when he said Orlando, like I listen. I was just assuming. Goodness yeah. gracious. <laughs> All right, I know this answer, but where are you from and the place you call your hometown? Uh, I'm from Miami, Florida, and I call Liberty City hometown. Mm, Liberty City. Liberty City. So growing up in Liberty City, how did it shape you? Because uh, you hear about Liberty City. Mm-hmm. You hear about certain areas in Florida, California, Texas, certain areas, you know, Detroit. And you're not necessarily sure how that has shaped each individual. Yeah. Uh, it shaped me because, I mean, in a way that, you know, I had to grow up kind of fast. Um, you know, I lived in a single parent household, five brothers and sisters. Um, you know, my mom and dad went through the divorce. So just seeing all of that and then, you know, kind of having family members that was in the streets still to this day, you kind of have a, two ways to go right there. You know what I mean? You have either you're going to be in the streets doing certain things and putting yourself in harm. Or you can go down a different path, which, you know, a lot of people don't go. You don't really have a lot of, you know, people to help you tell you how to do it. Um, you know, you kind of just guiding yourself um, all the way through that path. And, you know, it's kind of like you just put on a pair of, of uh, shades, but you can't see out of them. You know, you're just putting on certain pair, pair of shades and going down a different route that a lot of people haven't went. And they really can't help you a lot. So everything you kind of encounter by yourself you pretty much being the first person to encounter in your family. Well, you you said that, you know, your parents went through a divorce, and I'm sorry to hear that. And how, how did, how big of a role did both of the, you know, obviously with them going through, going through the divorce, how big of a role did your parents play in your life? Uh, my mom is the reason that I play the game. Um, it's the reason that I've even made it uh, this far. Um, you know, that's why I still have the same hunger inside me even though you know I've even just because I've made it here you know I still want more for you know for her my family future family and things like that 
Um, so that was my entire motivation ever since that part. Um, seeing all the things you had to go through, uh, moving three, four times in a two-year span, things like that. So all that type of stuff um, definitely just motivated me. Um, my dad, you know, he was he was there in the sense of, you know, when football was um, being played, you know, he was always coming to the games, uh, you know, get you some cleats if you needed them here and there. Um, but, you know, on besides that type of stuff, you know, it wasn't really – uh, you know, much of a father figure um, in that in that role. When you hear football was a huge role in my life, what was Zach Moss's life that included football? Uh, I mean, growing up, you know, me and my brothers, we bonded a lot over sports, uh, from basketball to just video games, things like that. Um, but, you know, I've been playing football since about the age of 10 years old. Um, before that, you know, I can't really remember everything. But, you know, before that, it was mostly just, you know, mom's kept us in church, um, you know, being around family, being around doing those type of things, being family oriented, um, you know, and football just at the beginning for me was just a hobby. It was just something that I picked up from watching uh, some of my homeboys do when we were younger, you know, they were the ones going out there, spending hours and hours going to, you know, these different camps, doing these different type of trainings with these private coaches and things like that, you know, and after football practice for me, I would go home, go to the park and then go play basketball outside with, you know, people at the park and things like that. Uh, and that was, you know, mostly, you know, my life, but football, was just a thing for me to really grab onto that helped me just kind of figure out who I was at the same time. Um, and, you know, helped me just continue to grow as a person and kind of realize what I wanted in life and things like that. Um, you know, like football was a big thing, is a big thing to my, in my life because it's brought me so many different things that I probably wouldn't have uh, discovered going down this path if I went a different path. We have to take a break, and more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. You got checked. I love Cut To It, and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media, too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr., what about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbocyclib. 
Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrant's, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You attended Mater Academy Charter School, which was not the most closest school in proximity being in Liberty City. Why attend there as opposed to the other city, the other high schools that were uh, around you? The closest school, my home school, would have been Miami Central High School, which is known for being one of the powerhouse football schools uh, in South Florida. But I think the only reason I didn't go there and, you know, the Miami Northwesterns and the St. Thomas's and all these different type of schools um, is because, you know, Matter Academy was a, it was a newer school for one. We're known for sports besides really baseball. Um, and, you know, going back to, you know, my mom definitely wanted me to, you know, stay out of trouble, you know, and that was the biggest thing. Um, my brother went to Miami Northwestern High School where he played football and kind of just got lost and fizzled out um, in that type of atmosphere. Because, um, you know, even in the high schools, you see, you, you, you see everything um, that goes on in the streets. They bring it into school. Yeah. Um, when you got you know, security guards armed at the schools and things like that. You got to go through, you know, metal tech, all the type of stuff you see on, in, in a movie. But, you know, it's real life. It's regular to us when you, you know, when you talk about it to other people. Um, but, you know, she just wanted me to go to a, a school where I could, you know, focus and just do what I need to do. Um, and at the same time, you know, be myself. Um, and at the time, I didn't, like I said, football was more of a hobby, even in high school, you know, I didn't start taking it seriously until my junior year. Um, so when I went there, it was more about just going somewhere where I can get education, be safe in a safe zone and everything like that. Um, because if I wanted to play football for real, for real, definitely going to that school would not have put me uh, in the best predicament. You played four years at, at Utah, University of Utah. Mm. How did they get you to Utah? From South Florida. From South Florida. For one. Um, a, hold on. There's a recorded line, too, now. I, I got you. So, you know. They didn't, nah. get me, they didn't get me from Cali because of the snow. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> Move, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. So be careful. Right. Be careful. I, I ain't going to get nobody in trouble. <laughs> but it's nothing to get anybody in trouble right. with. So I just want to make that make that clear, too. <laughs> No, nah, but, you know, I played with two guys uh, at Utah that also played with me in high school. 
being our quarterback, Tyler Huntley, and one of our receivers in Damari Simpkins. So we all played okay. football in South Florida together in high school. You know, we played Little League football against each other, with each other. And Did Huntley play quarterback in uh, in Pop Warner and stuff, or he played all, all different positions, like all you guys? Nah, he played quarterback literally from Little League all the way up. Okay. Right, that was his. That was his thing. Um, you did you always play running back, or you play other position? No, I didn't play running back until my junior year of high school. Um, I played linebacker. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm always That's interested it. to hear, you know, different play, different positions guys play, because it yeah. doesn't always necessarily mean that they're gonna play that in the pro. And that's a frequent transition. Some people may hear that and like linebacker to running back. That happens a lot. Yeah, that, yeah. That's very yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it definitely helped me a lot. Um just kind of knowing, you know, how the defense is supposed to work and things like that growing up in the in this uh, new position. But um, you know, I played with both of those guys at Hollandale High School and they first they were they early enrolled. They were the first two to early enroll. Um and you know, Utah wasn't really big on my radar at the time. Um I was still kind of, you know, filling things out, trying to figure out where I wanted to go. Um, and at the time, I was committed to uh, to the U, Miami. And, you know, I was kind of figuring that out. I was like, man, I don't really want to stay so close to home. Mm. Um, and at the time, they were really bad at the same time. So, <laughs> and then they had just fired, uh, what was his name? Al Golden, I think his name was. Um, Especially since his, uh, your your cousin, Santana and Cenerice, they they're Miami guys too, so. Shoot, that's where yeah. it started. You're right. These guys start getting drafted, and yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, you know. And I, I thought about all that, but you know, I, I was able to also talk to them, and they would just let me know, you know, kind of just forge your own path, you know, just because you know we they went there, or you know, I've had other family members that went to the U, um, as in just going to school or things like that. You know, it was all about just forging your own path. Um, obviously, my mom wanted me to go there because it was close to home. Um, and then my dad wanted me to go there because that was his, obviously his, his team, um, you know, being from Miami and things like that. Um, so, you know, when that happened, you know, I ended up decommitted from there. And then the biggest two schools for me that I really put my, my focus on was, or really was three was, um, you know, Utah came in late. Um, Tennessee was another school that I thought about um, and Kentucky. But overall, I just ended up just picking Utah and Tennessee as the two schools that I felt was going to give me the best opportunity to, you know, do what I wanted to do and, you know, be who I uh, could ultimately be. And, you know, having two guys up there in Utah already, I kind of had an inside look already of what was going on, how things was. Because, you know, once you get to a school as a freshman and things like that, the coaches, they love you for the first couple weeks. Yeah, uh, you know, they don't show you that real side, who they are. Uh, and those guys kind of let me know how everything was working, how things was rolling. They even gave me the inside scoop of, like, how the backs was looking. You know what I mean? So my biggest thing was I wanted to come in and play as a freshman. You know, I didn't want no coaches to be sitting there talking about, you know, the whole favoritism thing and all that other type of stuff. So, you know, Utah ended up being the spot for me because mostly because those two guys was out there already. So I was already familiar with those two and the running back position that Utah was, um, you know, I thought for the taking, even though they had a senior back kind of just, you know, being his first year actually starting. Um, okay. and uh, who is, who is the, who's the running back your freshman year? Uh, Joe Williams. 
yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I felt my, all right, man, I can come in there and do what I need to do. So and that was a big thing for me, just kind of seeing that depth chart part of everything. And then having coach Erickson, Dennis Erickson, uh, was 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 huge because not every day you get to come across a coach like that. Coach Action is real. Yeah. You had this opportunity. And I, I love because you're still young. So you, you have enough memory, right? And, and the memory and a perspective. You know, I'm I'm I'll be 42. So it's like I want to say, yeah, of course. I was thinking all the good things, right? And so did you see college as a path to get a degree to go to the NFL for a better life? Like there's no right or wrong answer, but I'm just interested to hear how did you see college, especially based off your circumstances and surroundings? I am extremely interested to hear because you're not old enough to be seasoned to be like, no, I was, yeah. I was going to college. You're fresh, you're fresh out of yeah. You, you you still had to like you you still got to like man, sure I was just trying to get. I was just trying to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely was just trying to go to the league. I wasn't worried about you no. Thank you. <laughs> because sometimes people lie like lie. They were like, yeah. no. I saw this. Like, if you don't see, uh, don't I'm, give the PC answer. Yeah, yeah, and also too, if you don't see people around you that saying, man, go to college to get a degree, to get a job. Mm -hmm. If you don't see that, that is not embedded in you. Right. You're not going to mimic that. Right. Yeah. And if you want to go to the league, all roads point to college. Yeah. Exactly. There is no other, there is no, there's no, there's no G League. Some folks there's are trying no, there's to do no, it, but they there's no minors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I wasn't worried about no degree. I didn't take the degree part serious until I ended up coming back my senior year. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, all right, I'm out. Well, just go ahead and finish it and, you know, kind of do it. You know, my whole thing was coming in, playing three years and, you know, getting up out of there. That was, you know, the easiest, fastest route was going in, starting, balling, doing what I got to do um, and then get out and, you know, take care of my people. And that was my whole mindset uh, from day one. How would you describe your four years at Utah? You know, well, and not the football part, but just, you know, the regular part, the Zach Moss part, the, the parts that, you know, from Liberty City, from South Florida, from just that, from a guy who I'm, I'm assuming, you know, it, it isn't really running into a lot of snow. You know, that, that, that isn't, ain't seen a, nah. ain't seen a mountain that close. Like, you know, you, you, you're going, you walking on the campus university, Utah, bro, if you take a, you look up on a clear day, it is gorgeous mountains. Mm -hmm. And if you've never seen that, I ain't talking about the little mohills. I ain't talking, I'm not, I'm not talking. <laughs> because, I mean, when you go to on certain coasts, the certain areas, yeah. like you go, you see a waterfall. Like you see a waterfall in a picture, and you go somewhere exotic, you like, oh, that's a oh, waterfall. No, that's a waterfall. <laughs> and you see, you see snow like you, you get up middle of things, you know, around November. And you can get a several inches of snow, and you're like, "Man, it's cold out here." Yeah, complete culture shock Ge uh, from a geography standpoint. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, outside of the football part of everything, it was it was it was real smooth to me. It was a big, uh, like you said, culture shock, um, and it was just a really good spot for me because I'm a real laid back guy. Like I don't try to stand out, try and talk much, and things like that. I'm more of a 
you know, just kicked up, laid back kind of dude. Um, so Utah was kind of like that state for me. You know, I was able to just to, you know, do what I want to do. Um, pretty much move incognito in a sense. Incognito your freshman year, <laughs> maybe a sophomore. Yeah, definitely not after that. But <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I was able to, you know, just just everything was just real smooth, man. Honestly, I think that was some of the best times I had just with uh, the people I met, guys that I hanged out with, teammates, and just other people around the state. Um, that you know embraced me and things like that right well to steve's point you are the first yep. three-time thousand yard rusher in school history all-time leading rusher at the university of utah pac-12 offensive player of the year your senior year finished your career with 4067 rushing yards and 38 rushing touchdowns both of which are school records yeah. so and you balled out for sure well, you, you weren't going incognito much long after that <laughs> Man, you, you got drafted, the 86 pick. But what I really like go down the path is you got drafted when things were starting to just get into lockdown, when things were with the virus, things were starting to get where they are. Take yourself, if you had to be drafted this year mm. in these issues, how difficult would it be? I think it's extremely tough. I think even though I was, you know, going through when it was just happening, you know, I had already done some of the more important things to combine the, uh, you know, the people, when you go to the meetings, all those things, and these guys, you know, they don't get a chance to do that this year. You know, everything is over either Zoom, um, you know, they don't get to see you in person, catch you up on the board, you know, all this physical things that is actually really important. Um, why, is um, it, why is it important from, from a person who's went through it? I think it's just important just because like, you know, when you walk into a room and you've got, you know, uh, either, you know, a coach that you've seen, a famous coach that you've seen when you've grown up um, mm -hmm. on a team uh, and you have all these, you know, some of these guys you don't really know, but you know, they're important because they're in that room <laughs> and you're pretty much interviewing for a job that can set you up for, you know, if you do it right um, and you're blessed enough, it sets you up for life and, you know, your kids and things like that. So, from that standpoint, that's the type of mindset I had. You know, I wanted to make sure I came in there and, you know, hopefully, hey, this is what I can do and make sure I made sure I made the most best and type of lasting impression I can make. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, some guys, they get, you know, you get nervous and you start shaking without you kind of even knowing you're doing it. And then you try to tell yourself, stop doing it and you can still be doing it. And yeah. you start stuttering over your words and then you're writing on the board, you start having all these little squiggly lines, you got to erase stuff over and over. They are examining every <laughs> move. They're examining every body language. How, you know, how does he, how is that individual? They, they, they examine if what chair you sit in. Like I had legit had the coach put a chair in the middle, it was two chairs and I, he wanted to see if I was going to sit on the end or if I was going to sit in the middle. Like those things was just like crazy to me. Like those are things that I had to really prep for because that's what they was looking for. Like at the combine, I met with one team and they legit had me do a staring contest just to see how long, if it was, if I was an alpha or not. Like that was one of their ways of testing. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so they wanted to determine if you were an alpha by having a staring contest? Yeah, like it was legit. Like I did it like three times with the same team. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but you I'm know. But what would have happened if you was cockeyed? 
But she, I, <laughs> that's a great girl. Is it honest question? <laughs> right. Well, like, well, well see, like, here's the stupid part, though. But then that if you come in with the, you know, the bravado that's too much, you oh, then you for it. you're gonna get dinged for it. So it's that's one of those things, you know, you can't win for losing. Yeah. And it's like I, I'm we're not gonna ask you, but I know I'm guessing that team did not finish very well this year, did they? They actually were solid. They were solid this year. They they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was weird, but it I, it was it was crazy though. Yeah, is I'm telling you, they be doing some goofy stuff. You get every you, time you tell me about this, I learn something new. In you terms get enough, of- you get enough smart people in the room, you find out it's a whole bunch of dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, having to you know distance socially distance. How has things been for you? Uh, for me. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm an introvert yep. for one. So, you know, I like to be by myself possibly as most as I possibly can, you know, so COVID for me, wasn't a terrible thing as in, you know, not being able to get to move around, you know, um, and hanging out with people and things like that. You know, I had my girl with me, um, the entire time. And honestly, you know, to a certain degree, that was at times the most that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was hard because I was in Cali um, during the uh, pre-draft times and I didn't leave Cali until I came out here for training camp to Buffalo for training camp. So I didn't even get a chance to, you know, during that entire time, you know, that's usually when guys will go home after the draft or mm-hmm. go home after, you know, some type of things and go home and try and spend time with their family and things like that. But for me, it was a little bit different because I didn't get a chance to really do that um, as much as I would have liked. I went home in the beginning of last year from January to about uh, before training camp one time for a week. Right. So that entire time I wasn't home and then being in college, you don't go home like whenever you want, like you just can't get up and go. Um, and being all the way in Utah, it was a lot more harder for me to get anywhere. That's a five hour flight um, for one. So I hadn't been home in a minute. And that was probably the toughest part because, you know, I haven't been home for for a lot of time being away from home for four years in college, um, going home probably, you know, here and there over four years. That was the hardest part for me, just not being able to be around my family, be around my nieces and my nephews and my brothers and my sisters and, you know, just the entire family and things like that. So you were drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Your running backs coach said you're a throwback guy. The Bills GM said you're a player that loves confrontation. How would you describe yourself as a running back? Definitely very, very physical. Um, you know, that's the way I like to play the game. I like to set a, set the tone, you know, just for myself and for my team. Um, and, you know, hope that those guys just follow that suit. Because when I'm coming out to play, when I'm going on that field, you know, I'm definitely leaving everything I got, no matter what knickknacks I got. You know, I'm playing tough as, as shit as much as I possibly can. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, Palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Every coach has their own way of practicing. And I know Coach McDermott because he was, you know, I had him in Carolina as defense coordinator. And I also been at Buffalo and I've seen how they practice. How was practice for you when you first came out there? <laughs> Based off, you know, what, what you've talked about. When I first got there, boy, I did not know what to expect, um, what drills we was doing, you know, all this type of stuff. Because we didn't have OTAs and all that other stuff. You know, it was straight from Zoom and then, you know, straight to, to the field pretty much. Um, but, you know, it was definitely rough. You know, I had a lot of rough days where I came out of it. Like, damn, I don't want to watch that film. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I know I got to get better at this and things like that. So it was a lot of just, you know, a lot of up and down days. But, you know, I try to do my best to where I can just try to do my best to where I, to where I can piece good days together um, and just start to try and find a rhythm in the offense, in the team, um, and kind of just, you know, find my role uh, as, a, as a player. So as the newness of being an NFL player, has it, has it worn off yet? No, I don't think it ever wears off. Um, I don't think that's something that would happen for me. I'm just, mm. you know, it's, it's something new every year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. football is consistently changing. You know, the coaches can change, players can change around you and things like that. So, um, you know, I think the best way to try and stay the best at something you do is to always attack it as if it's something that's new to you. You know, I think once you start getting comfortable, that's when you get passed up. Um, like, all right, I rushed for a thousand yards, you know, three, four times, you know, okay, I'm feeling, you know, all right, well, I got it. You know what I mean? And that's when somebody comes in. Now you looking like, man, I shouldn't have been taking a, a break when I should have been working. Hmm. You know, everyone has a reaction when they get drafted. 
you know. So what was your initial reaction of you got drafted, you know you're on the Buffalo Bills. What's in your mind? Like, I want to come in and do what? Want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I play. That was the biggest thing. You know, I didn't want to come in and be a draft pick that it has to, you know, sit back and kind of still learn the offense after being in all these Zoom calls and being in, you know, weeks and weeks of having a chance to learn the playbook. You know, I wanted to make sure that I came as prepared as possible um, to make sure that I was able to put out what I know I can do and then also be able to be coachable to learn more things about my game um, and have a chance to just continue to try and be a well-rounded player um, in this first year. You had a pretty bad injury. What has it been been like for you through this process to get back on the road of recovery? Uh, right now, it hasn't really been, from a physical standpoint, tough mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel a little bit, in a, in, a, in a sense, a little bit more comfortable with it because I've had an injury before back in college where I tore my meniscus and there was surgery needed and coming back from that and going into a senior season and all that type of stuff that was, you know, I guess you say pressure around all that type of stuff. Um, so when it comes to this, I feel as if I'm in some type of a familiar uh, territory and I know what it takes how you have to attack rehabs. You have to be in a positive mindset every single day when you come in there. You can't go in there with a negative mindset, like, man, why I do this? Why I got to do that? Uh, it hurt. You know, you got to, even when you leave the facility, go home, stretch, all this type of stuff, you still need to be able to do things. So I was able to kind of go through all those hardships my first time around with a surgery hmm. um, that took me off the field. Um, and I went through those times where it was, dark days, not talking to people, not leaving the house, going to rehab, like, damn, I don't want to do this day, mm-hmm. you know, putting off bad, bad vibes to the trainers, acting like they've done something and all that type of stuff. So now with this, you know, oh, I've been a- gee, did you talk to him about my rehab? No, but I, that was going to be my follow-up. Yeah. So you just walked right into it. Man, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like he gave you, I feel like he gave you a laundry list of my rehab. I did not think- <laughs> I did not leak any information I, to I Zach like he, prior to this interview. Zach's on, Zach got his, he got the paper up like. <laughs> Let me hit on these bullets. <laughs> this is all the shit that Steve went through when he did his same rehab. When He's he tore like, his Achilles. Hey, can't have bad, bad vibes. I'm like. Bad vibes, check. Can't be this, check. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Man, that boy, this, this old school boy right here. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> He got all the good vibes. I'm over there like every time you say something, I'm like, <laughs> because it's relatable though, right? It's very relatable. I I couldn't be that positive. You can be that, <laughs> but he's saying it was. But he just said every day wasn't a good day. I know, but he's he's he said he's going through it. Like yeah. I I would feel feel it and live it yeah. and walk it or yeah. or hobble it or yeah you know, scooter it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, that was definitely me. My first going surgery through. Cause that was like, man, I, I mean, I, I told my meniscus back in uh, January of 2018. Right. And no one knew it was torn. I didn't even know it was torn. Right. And I played nine games my junior season uh, with it. And, you know, my whole mindset is, all right, I'm at that point now where I'm like, 
you know, I'm putting up numbers. You know, I ran for a thousand yards through the first seven, eight games or whatever. And, you know, we're looking like we're going to be able to make it to the Pac-12 championship game. And, you know, Tyler gets hurt. He breaks his collarbone. So I'm like, all right, everything's on me. Right. And throughout this entire time, my meniscus has been torn. You know, it was times where I just bend my knee. If I'm taking a knee or if I get into my bed and my knee will lock up. But I've had three MRIs during this entire time and nothing popped up on the MRI. Um, so from that standpoint, I'm not thinking anything terrible can happen to me right now. I've had certain injuries and I'm going through them through the season and I'm just doing my thing. I'm having my best uh, year uh, as a collegiate player. And then the injury happens, you know, I'm trying to, I'm just devastated because I'm like, man, I was going to come here do three years, ball out go to the league and get drafted and, you know, take care of my family. And then the injury happens and it's a, a year delayed now um, where you have, you can't do what you wanted to do. You feel like all your dreams have just been shattered and all this type of stuff. Um, so, you know, on top of the, the surgery and the rehab, I had all of those feelings as well, where, you know, I definitely went into just a dark mode where I just wasn't, you know, my regular self. You mentioned that dark mode. How do you take care of yourself? How do you take care of your mental? You've mentioned the the torn meniscus, now the ankle injury. How do you, how does Zach self-care? For me, I mean, that point right there definitely taught me a lot about myself. Cause I never had been tested mentally in that, in that, in that, in that form. Um, so that showed me a lot about myself. It told me what I could handle as a person um, at this point in my life and what I couldn't handle. And, you know, if I needed to rely on people, um, you know, I have my girlfriend there who to this day, if I need something and it comes to that mental part, that's a person that I can, you know, kind of shoulder something off in a sense until I'm able to just really fully get myself back together and, you know, that, you know, pretty much everything's going to be fine and, you know, can just continue to just to move along. Now that you're in, now that you've been in the league, you, you you've obviously seen the highs and the lows. You've been injured. What do you believe you can get out of this game? That's a good question. Um, for one, I know I want to be one of the better players to ever play this game, um, and that's another thing that for me was it's always been a passion and something that drove me. Um, and it's sometimes when I'm sitting at home uh, or I'm going through rehab and I'm like, man, I got to I got to go through all these things to be great. You know, no one said being great is easy. Um, so I definitely think I can hopefully one day when it's all said and done, after I walk away from the game, um, I want to know that I was dominant on every level that I played um, and want to be someone that, you know, peers of the game that I played with, respected a lot and knew that I brought it each and every day, um, you know, with, along with, you know, uh, family security and things like that. All right. So our last segment, Zach, is called the deep three. They're just three questions that we ask to take things to a deeper level, to figure out who you are outside of being a football player. So Smitty, go ahead and give him the first one of the deep three. All right. Who is Zach Moss? Zach Moss is a guy who is definitely self-driven, um, you know, family-oriented guy, loves to have a good time with people that he cares about and loves. 
um, and, you know, just try to see the best in people and try to get the best out of life um, and just try to see every day um, at the best that I can possibly see it. You know, there's a lot of things going on around the world and, you know, being in the position that I'm in, you know, I try to be as grateful as I can for that because I can be a lot of different places in this world right now. Um, I could have been born in a lot of different places, born to a lot of different families and things like that. So I just try to take what God blessed me with and the people that he put around me um, and take everything good or bad um, as a blessing and try to learn from it all. All right. So who is Zach Moss in five years? Hopefully he's a better version of himself today. Um, and, you know, hopefully one of the better backs in this league and, you know, hopefully have a family, married, um, and, you know, just seeing life, you know, continue to grow on me um, and just become a better person. Uh, and, you know, hopefully I'm being able to do a lot of good things around, you know, the communities that I'm able to be in. You know, you haven't had the chance to go back home, you know, but at some point you will get the chance to, you know, as things get back to normal or things, uh, whatever normal looks like. Mm-hmm. For the all the little kids and all the the young guys that are now looking up to you, you know, how do you how do you plan or how do or do you desire to or have any plans to really give back to your community and and not your community in Florida, you know, I guess what what place or what do you believe will be your community? Uh, for one, I just want to. You know, hopefully if I'm blessed to be in a position to do, you know, things like that, you know, for one, I want to be able to do something where I try to give and continue to, you know, meet different people who are also able to help me bring, you know, a vision to life and things like that. Um, But to try to give everyone a a chance at equality um, from, you know, just teaching them about equality to the academic part about equality. Um, You see all these uh, how the HBCUs nowadays are um, starting to become more, you know, prevalent in the, you know, in society as a whole, um, and not just to African-Americans, but, um, you know, just giving people a chance to, you know, be able to go to a library, showing that, hey, a library is not the worst thing in the world, um, and just letting them know that you, just because you come from a certain place doesn't mean you don't have the same equal opportunities to learn the right way. Um, to, you know, enhance your learning, enhance who you are as a person and to try different things and go around the world, different places. And that was one of the biggest reasons why I also chose to go away from uh, being home and go to college there was to just try and, you know, broaden myself and learn who I was as a person. And going to Utah was, I thought was the best place because it gave me a chance to see different people, see how people lived in different places because I didn't even know where Utah was um, on a map until like until i got out there wow that's pretty cool well we've had a great time with you yeah, man. man appreciate you taking the time yeah man i appreciate you guys letting me hop on with y'all man you are a unique person you are well worth it you are competent and most of all you're lovable i'm steve smith senior i'm gerard little john and this is cut to it Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut to It 
LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.